Entrepreneur on Fire 419. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. With Squarespace, every design is responsive, so your content looks great on every device, every time. Ready to start building your own website? Visit squarespace.com and for 10% off, use the offer code FIREBALL. Do you back up your computer files as often as you should? Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial and use the offer code FIRE. You'll get two free months if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dr. Bob Brooks. Bob, are you prepared to ignite? I really am, John. All right. Bob is a clinical psychologist on the faculty of Harvard Medical School who has lectured internationally and authored or co-authored 15 books about such topics as resilience, motivation, family relationships, positive work environment, and balancing our personal and professional lives. I've just given our listeners a little overview, Bob, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, then give us an overview of what you have going on right now. I'm trained as a clinical psychologist, and throughout my career, John, I've seen children and uh, adolescents and adults in therapy and families, and I've also consulted with uh, businesses and schools and mental health agencies, and uh, The last few years especially, uh, I've done a great deal of lecturing and writing about those very topics that you just mentioned. Uh, So I really feel like during my career, there have been different things I have focused on, given my particular interest at that particular point of time. Wonderful stuff. And we're going to dive way more into that. But before we do, Bob, I want to hear a little more personal stuff because I'm actually really good friends with your son, Rich Brooks, who throws an amazing conference called the Agents of Change every September in Portland, Maine, the state of my birth. And I was fortunate enough not only to speak at that event this year, but to shake your hand and to chat with you a little bit, which is where we set this interview up. So give us a little personal uh, insight. Sure. And I'm very happy to, because one of the highlights of that conference was meeting you, John. Thank you. Uh, I have two sons, one rich, who you know is in Portland, and uh, another son who lives a mile down the road in Massachusetts, Doug, uh, and have four wonderful grandchildren, two up in Maine and two in Massachusetts, and a lovely wife, Marilyn, who you met. Yes. Also was totally enthralled by your presentation. <laughs> and uh, I, I was one of the things I loved was just that you were available throughout the day. And, and Rich had mentioned you a great deal to us even before we met you. And, you know, we've just been very proud of uh, Rich because when he first started to develop websites, when the web was just coming in, I remember he came to me and I said, you know, just go for it. I always believe people should follow their passion. And then he said, well, you should have a website. Well, that was before people had websites. <laughs> and I must be honest, John, if he wasn't my son, I'd say, who needs a website? Right. But being my son, and now, of course, if any professional business does not have a website. And of course, it's now expanded into websites and Facebook and Twitter uh, and the podcast, which you are doing. Uh, It's a whole changed world out there. And, uh, you know, I've just been very, uh, I've been very 
I'll say blessed in my career to do the things I've really wanted to do and have gotten a great deal of pleasure out of those activities. Because as I could talk about later, uh, I've seen many people in therapy who on the one hand look very successful, but yet don't enjoy the work they're doing, feel very trapped in what they're doing. And I could honestly say, except for a few experiences, uh, I look forward to each day to do the activities that I'm involved with. Well, Bob, first and foremost, thank you for those kind words. I am truly honored by them. And you have every right to be incredibly proud of your sons, and especially Rich, just because I know Rich personally. And he is truly the pulse of all things social media in Portland, Maine, which is quickly becoming quite the little entrepreneurial city. So really exciting stuff going on in your personal lens and your professional lens both of which we're going to dive into a little more in the future. But before we do, Bob, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Well, actually, one of my favorites uh, comes from the late actor and activist Christopher Reeve, who many of us know his story. He even played Superman in the movies and then had a tragic accident where he fell off a horse and was quadriplegic. And a number of years ago, and I even wrote a website article about this, John, I was reading an interview and he said something that just captivated me. He said, paralysis is a choice. And at first I wondered about that because I said, well, you know, you unfortunately to myself, you unfortunately fell off a horse and you paralyzed. But what he had to say so goes along with my whole philosophy of what resilience is and what helps people to be successful. So the main thing is paralysis of choice, but this is how he explained it. He said, I am literally paralyzed, but in many ways I'm free. A lot of people are free of physical limitations, but are paralyzed by fear and anxiety and depression and a sense of helplessness. They don't believe their lives will improve and they're as good as paralyzed. And for someone who has um, really focused a lot of my writings on resilience throughout the lifespan, what he says there is a critical dimension of my whole philosophy that things will, very tragic things can happen to all of us in our lives, but truly successful, resilient people are those who, look, who really say to themselves, what is it that I have control over? And w- that the most important thing is my attitude and my approach towards any set of circumstances. And he captured it there. And if you don't mind, I had one other quote that I really liked. Yeah, definitely. And it came from George Bernard Shaw, but it was actually popularized many years ago when Robert F. Kennedy was running for president. And shortly before he was assassinated, I heard him say, some men see things as they are and say, why? I dream things that never were and ask, why not? And for me, between paralysis as a choice and that quote, they really both have to do with a certain attitude or mindset. In all my books, I talk about mindsets or our outlook towards things Uh, our assumptions about ourselves and others that really guide our behavior. So, you know, for Christopher Reeve to be quadriplegic, but to say paralysis is a choice was a very courageous, really amazing statement. And for him to say 
there are able-bodied people who are paralyzed because they would not, will not take risks. They will not try new things. You know, the, what I know about you, I, I will tell you, what you have done with Entrepreneur on Fire is an example for me of not, you know, not being afraid to take certain risks and move forward. I think it's part of success in anything we do, whatever our work is and in our personal lives. Well, Bob, I definitely have faced down paralyzing fear throughout my journey, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I've was an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years. 13 of those months were spent in Iraq. So I definitely understand fear on a very life and death level. Right. And I can actually even equate that to the fear of an entrepreneurial journey because I was as every bit afraid during my journey as an entrepreneur as I was out in missions in Baghdad and Fallujah as a young 23-year-old officer. So it's real. It's out there. I am totally moved already thus far with the two quotes that you share with us. I mean, you are a true expert, Bob, on resilience, motivation, balancing personal and professional lives. But before we really dive into that specialty that you have, that expertness that you are, let's talk about a failure. Let's talk about a challenge or an obstacle that at some point during your journey, during your life, you had to overcome. And tell us that story, Bob, and the lessons you learned from that. There is one especially that stands out for me, John, and it happened, I can't believe, the years go by. It happened 40 years ago. And it was after I was working in the inner city of Boston, I, I took a job at a psychiatric hospital. And the job I actually took was a very interesting one. I became principal of a school in a locked door unit for children and adolescents. As I've mentioned, I've seen all ages in my clinical practice. And it was a brand new program. And I may have been maybe not as well prepared as I should have been. And I can honestly say that within two months of working with these very angry kids, it was a locked door unit. I, I really burned out emotionally, physically and spiritually. I wasn't, I didn't even want to go to work. Uh, I, I just was really seriously thought about just quitting. I felt very incompetent because I'd never faced, I think, children and adolescents quite like this. And uh, it, though, you know, there's always a blessing in disguise. When I was all set to quit that position, Something really dawned on me, which may seem very simple now, and little did I know that it was going to pave the way for a whole change in philosophy, that instead of my focusing on what's wrong with people, I was going to start focusing on the strengths of people. And this may sound very simple, but one of the things I learned was this. I kept waiting for these youth to change. I just kept waiting, you know, they have to change my approach should work and, and they are not using my approach. And one of the things I learned and why I was feeling so burned out is this, and little did I know years later, I was to understand it as part of resilience research because resilient people are people who are able to look at what they can do differently when something is not working. And one of the things I finally realized doing a lot of soul searching, I did not want to quit that job. I just knew I would feel like a failure if I did. But I realized something, again, it may sound simple, that if I was to work there with those kids, it was uh, my, I had to change and my staff had to change. And some people have said, well, isn't that simple? I said, you don't understand. There is so much unhappiness in this world 
when we wait for other people to change first, instead of looking at if something is not working, a resilient person does not blame themselves. They do not blame others. They do not blame the situation, but they always ask, what is it I could do differently to start to change? This is one of the most basic premises of the research on resilience. So out of that failure, feel, and I really felt like a failure. I, I must tell you, I wondered even if I should be in the field of psychology. Out of that failure, little did I know with, with being planted the seeds of uh, what was to be the passion of my career for the next 40 years, and that was to figure out what are the most important things in a person's life to help them to be more motivated, more willing to take appropriate risks, and really better able to be resilient and bounce back from adversity. Well, Bob, I really resonate with that story for a lot of reasons. The most specific one being I used to live in South Boston. And while I was living there, I was right there in South Boston, which is right next to Dorchester and Mattapan, not the best parts of the city. And I decided to become a big brother. And I was really shocked and kind of taken aback coming from a small town in Maine to see the type of things that were going on to the youth at that time in those areas. And my little brother, Mohammed, was a super cool kid, you know, with no father figure. And to see the type, the type of things that he had to go through on a daily basis was really an eye-opener for me. And it really made me wonder, was I really making an impact on this kid's life by the one day a week I was able to spend with him? Um, and I really feel like I could have utilized a lot of your teachings and learnings through that to really make me realize that, yes, in fact, I was making a big difference and that I could be setting this child, Mohammed, on the right path. And um, it was a great experience in my life, but it was also very challenging to see how much and how many problems there were in this small little neighborhood that I was living in and feeling like I couldn't even do my part to even put a dent in it. But that's not the right mentality. And what I would like you to share with Fire Nation, before we move on, Bob, because this is such a powerful topic, just break it down for us in just one sentence, one great takeaway that we should have from this experience, from this point in your life. I think it really ties to what I mentioned before. I think we're all going to face different situations. But what is most important is the attitude we bring in. I talk a lot about mindsets, that some of us have positive mindsets and some have negative mindsets. A positive mindset is when you realize you're going to face challenges, you realize you're going to face setbacks, but you believe that you have the capacity to really problem solve and to handle these challenges. But I, got, I must tell you, I hope this is okay. I had a very distracting thought, which is, and I hope it ties to the question. When you mentioned your experience in South Boston. Yes, I, I want to say that in a, a lot of the research I've done at, it is this. When people, adults were who had difficult childhoods but were doing relatively well in life, you know, as adults, John, when they were asked, what do you think was the most important thing in your childhood or adolescence to help you to be resilient today, to bounce back, to have a positive attitude? The number one response in every study, it didn't matter what country was done, where it was done, was there was at least one person along the way who believed in me. And a psychologist, Julia Siegel from Washington, D.C., he died a few years ago. He called that one person a charismatic adult in another person's life. And his definition was really poetic to me. He said, that's an adult from whom we gather strength. 
So when you asked your question, the other thing I hope anyone listening to is this, and and it's a very important message for me. I don't care what you know what your role is, what business you've started, or whatever. I think, and it ties to something I know I was going to talk about later, but your comment just resonated with me, that I would hope that anyone in an entrepreneurship would, one, certainly develop this resilient mindset, have this outlook that, as I say in one of my books, we are the authors of our own lives. We write our own scripts. But in addition, I hope that every person realizes that what brings meaning to one's life is also to make a difference in the lives of others. And that that is one of the most critical things. And your comment, you know, did it when I read Dr. Siegel's notion of a charismatic adult, someone from whom you gather strength. And he originally was talking about towards children. But in my book about resilience in adults, I talk about we all need these people, their mentors, the people we learn from. And that's why I always feel those of us who at least have reached a certain level and have been successful, we must give back to others because that's what adds meaning to our lives. So I hope that wasn't off in left field, but I just wanted to add that based on, on your very poignant anecdote that you told. No, that wasn't off in left field at all. That was an absolute home run. And it's exactly what I needed to hear, Bob, back when I was a big brother. And I hope that this is reaching a lot of potential big brother and big sisters out there who may be wondering the same things that I'm wondering. Am I really making a difference? Am I really impacting this person's life? The answer is yes. Be charismatic. Believe in that child. Believe in that person. And later on in life, they will look back and it will be your face that they remember as at least one person who believed in them, which is so powerful. And the same is true if you're in a leadership position, entrepreneur who started a company or a business, every one of those people who reports to you, you can serve in that same capacity. I, I always ask people to think about things like how would you like your employees to describe you? How would they actually describe you? I want people to think about the impact they have, how they come across, because wouldn't it be great if not only do they see you as their boss or whatever, but they also see you as I, I am gathering strength from this person. So right. it's at all levels. Love that, Bob. And we have just been sharing some great information that you've gathered along your journey, things that you've read, things that you've learned, applied in real life. This is so powerful for Fire Nation. And what I'd love to do now is to bring everything to present time, to bring things to today, because You are, as we all are, Bob, an accumulation of all of our experiences thus far throughout our journeys. So what is one thing that you are just really excited about, that you're passionate about right now that you can share with us, Fire Nation? Well, what I, it's really interesting, that question, because what I continue to be very, very excited about is figuring out how in different contexts, whether it's in our schools, whether it's in mental health agencies, whether it's in our different different communities, uh, in businesses, what is it that helps people to be resilient? And what the uh, tie to that question is uh, a question related to motivation. I've been writing about a theme called motivating environments. How do you create environments, whether in the business world, schools, in whole communities, 
where everyone wants to work cooperatively? How do you help people really uh, to work more effectively together where people gather strength from each other? So if I go into a school, I, I, I want to see kids who are excited about learning and teachers who are excited about teaching. If I go into a business, I want to see that cooperative attitude or atmosphere. And uh, even when I've spoken to youth coaches, I love sports. I want to see youth coaches who are genuinely excited about coaching. And so I started writing about motivating environments. What is it that helps people to really feel part of a team? And it really ties together a lot of my work on resilience and that charismatic adult notion. And it's, I get so many questions, John. How do I motivate my workers to do this? How do I motivate my students to do this? And so that's really become a great interest of mine, one that I've been writing more and actually lecturing much more about in terms of creating this motivating environment. And there have been some people who have really influenced my thinking in that area. So, Bob, before we move on to the next section, where's a place that Fire Nation can go to find more about everything that you're compiling in regards to these topics? Well, one is my website, which is drdrrobertbrooks.com. I actually write a monthly article uh, that is totally free to subscribe and uh, about 145. I started like in 1998. Remember, my son Rich told me the web was going to be picked someday. Uh, There are many articles and everything we're speaking about. And then probably in uh, one of my books, The Power of Resilience, Achieving Balance, Confidence, and Personal Strength in Your Life, is a book that really focuses on resilience in our adult lives. And so that also, a lot of the ideas of how we deal with stress, how we develop these motivating environments can be found in that as well. So drrobertbrooks.com? Yes, B-R-O-O-K-S dot com, right. Perfect. Well, Bob, Fire Nation knows that they can find the links to everything that we've talked about at eofire.com slash Bob Brooks. That's your show notes page. We're going to be having everything that we discussed right there for them to link to your site, your book, and the things that we're about to talk about now. But before we continue, let's thank our sponsors. There are often times that we let things slide that we probably shouldn't. Like sometimes I'll wait to change the oil in my car until I've driven 12,000 instead of 10,000 miles. My car runs really great, but what happens when I take it in and suddenly they tell me that something's wrong as a result of my delayed oil changes? Suddenly, I'm stuck paying to fix for something I could have avoided altogether. Now let me ask you this. How often do you back up the files on your computer? Sure, your files are fine right now, but what about when you spill that water on your computer? Don't let something as important as backing up your files slide another day. Carbonite will make sure that if you do spill water on your computer, you'll still have access to all your files no matter the device. Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial and use the offer code FIRE to get two free months when you buy. Protect yourself and your files today by going to Carbonite.com and use the offer code FIRE. So you're not a designer or a web developer, but you'd still love to have the control to build your own website. I get it. What if I told you that Squarespace will let you do just that? Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional-looking website at a reasonable price. But wait... What makes it so easy to use if I'm not a web designer or developer? 
Well, everything Squarespace offers uses drag and drop technology. So you can add content from your desktop and even rearrange elements of content within a page. And with mobile devices being people's go-to these days, I love that Squarespace has responsive design on all their templates. So your site automatically scales to look beautiful on every device. So if you're ready to start building your website today, don't hesitate. Go to squarespace.com and for 10% off, use the offer code FIREBALL. We've just reached my favorite part of the interview, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Uh, yeah, I hope they're <laughs> mind-blowing. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let your nation decide on that. <laughs> Perfect. Fire Nation is standing by. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think it's in terms of where I see myself as an entrepreneur now is really, you know, having developed uh, whole speaking engagements and writing books. And I think what was really holding me back, and I'm smiling as I say this, because here I write about taking risks and whatever. (laughs) I think in the beginning, I felt like when I first wanted to write about resilience, I said, oh, other people have written about it. You know, other people have done this. And that is not a good attitude. And because then I had to say to myself, but, you know, other people have done it, but there will be other people in the future who do it. And you have some ideas that may be different from these other people. Well, looking back at your own sense of insecurity, see, in the line of work, I'm and, and yours, too. We're out there. We're exposing ourselves. When I give a talk, I know within five, 10 minutes, everyone's going to already have an impression of me. I write an article or book, they're going to have impressions. And so although I would tell myself, well, this has already been written, it really hadn't, you know, and then you realize, well, part of it is you, if you want to be successful, you have to take some risks. And one of the things I learned is, you know, that uh, it's not always going to work out. But you really have to get beyond the excuses and get beyond the rationalizations. And I think what was holding me back was, you know, it's one thing to be in your office doing therapy. One person or maybe a family is judging you. It's another thing to be speaking before a thousand people. And it's another thing to write a book that, you know, thousands of people are reading because you're being evaluated. But that those are the risks you take. I mean, and some people say they're really big risks. Well, I've known people, I've seen them in my clinical practice, John, who would not take those risks. So I think what was holding me back was I learned a lot from it. I learned, hey, you may know all the theory in the world, but that doesn't mean you don't have these inner fears. And uh, you have to really uh, identify them and then start doing things you're comfortable with. You don't have to jump in 10 feet of water if you can't swim but you can start learning more and taking those steps. And, you know, what I know about you and how you started your business, when I heard you speak, you took those steps that got you to a position where you're going to do what you're doing now, but different from other people. But you really, along the way, you know, learn. So I, that's why I was very impressed. You, for me, were just a model of what I write about. Well, thank you for that, Bob. And just to kind of expound on that a little bit for Fire Nation, who I really hope is letting this soak in because it's so true, because every single day I get emails from my listeners, Bob, and they say, John, I have this great idea. And then I Googled it and I see that somebody else is doing it and they want to give up. It's like they want to give up even before they start. And my response to them is incredibly similar to yours is, 
listen, guys, yes, I'm sure that idea has been done on some levels in certain ways, but not by you. So do it differently. Do it, you know, with your own personality. Do it with passion. Give it your own spin and do it in a way that really speaks from within through your heart. That's what I do with Entrepreneur on Fire. I wasn't the first person to come out with an interview show that interviewed inspiring, successful entrepreneurs, but I was the first person named John Lee Dumas from Maine to launch this show with my own personality and add my own little twist to it. So it was different and a lot of people resonated with it. Just like a lot of people will resonate with you listeners when you start your thing, even though something else similar is out there, by putting your own personality into it, it already by definition is different. And Bob, we are really not sticking (laughs) with the whole theme of the lightning round here, neither (laughs) you or me, because we're both so passionate and we could just talk about this stuff all day, but I know it's so valuable for Fire Nation to hear. But let's move on because you have some other great advice and that advice is going to come with what is the best advice that you've ever received? I really thought a lot about this. And again, it's going to get to what I said before. When I first started lecturing, which is really where I do most of my work now, giving lectures and workshops, uh, and I read some of the evaluations at first, John, well, you know what it was like, even though here I am talking about having a positive mindset and whatever, I get 100 evaluations. 98 would be wonderful. Two would not. Guess which two I focused on? The ones that weren't. That's right. <laughs> now, it's okay if you can learn from it, but some were really hostile. And one, there was someone who was putting on workshops who I spoke for right at the beginning. And she said to me, because I, I was upset, and I, you, know, you start saying, okay, I know 98 like me, but look at these two. And one is, she said, you know, Bob, you talk about resilience. There are times you're going to get negative feedback and you try to learn from it. And then she said something. And then in any conference, there are professional naysayers. They're going to give you a negative feed. They're going to give you negative feedback before they've heard you. And what she meant is, you know, there are some people you're going to get negative feedback. And what she said is, as long as most of the feedback is positive, you learn from it and you move, you know, you move forward. So, I realized that too many people focus too much on the negative feedback and it keeps people sometimes from moving forward. And her advice was extremely, very, very helpful. The other advice I got, again, I hope it's on target somewhat, was this. I talk a lot about, when I talk about leadership, the whole issue of honesty and integrity. And I don't want to overuse those words, but I once heard someone say, and remind me, you can only sell your reputation once. And what they meant is, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to be a psychologist giving talks or whatever, you've got to be true to yourself and you've got to really, I think, have a sense of integrity and honesty. And it may seem simple, but in today's world, some people do not. And we just have to be very careful. We have to be very true to ourselves. So those two messages, one is along the way, you're going to have naysayers. Always listen to what they they say, but don't necessarily take one negative comment and keep you from going forward. And the other thing is you really there are no shortcuts. And one has to be really honest and and a great deal of integrity. And I must say, and it's not just to say it again, when my wife and I heard you speak, part of me 
because it's, it's for me, it's not just saying this in an interview, but part of me felt, you know, here is someone who has had different experiences and is being very true to himself. And you were so upfront and honest with the audience. And it was a pleasure to hear you. Thank you, Bob. I would love to come back with some phenomenal responses to what you're laying down here because it's just going to resonate so well with Fire Nation. There's so many things I want to build off of from that. But again, to stay true to the lightning round, we're going to move on to the next question because I'm actually really interested to hear your response on this one because you have had such a long journey that I feel like you have become this finely tuned machine in a lot of areas. So can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing. Uh, could you tell my son, Richard, how what a finely tuned? <laughs> I think he and Douglas are writing a book called Daddy Dearest. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, uh, there are a couple of, of, of uh, things. One is, I, I really feel we all have different styles. But for me, I, I know that I need a certain amount of self-discipline. So like people, I often get this question. They said, oh, you've written 15 books and, you know, many, you know, chapters. How, how, how do you have the time to do it? Well, if you want to be successful, one thing is, I, I think for me, there has to be a certain amount of discipline. And I know that uh, that I write best in the morning, and I try to do that. But I want to expand that. I think as I think uh, I think about many of the people I've seen in therapy or at my workshops, I th- I really believe uh, the following. And people have said this, and so I don't want it to seem like a platitude or trite. We really have to learn to live a balanced life. I mean, that was the subtitle of my book on on resilience. And what I mean by that is. Sometimes we get so caught up in our work and whatever that uh, we, it keeps us from other things. And what I've started to look at and more than started, I mean, is the following. I am a firm believer that I could not be as successful as I am, do all the writings and lecturing if I didn't lead a balanced life. And that includes time with the family. That includes exercise. I mean, more and more as I've looked at the research about exercise, we have to find time to really use both our minds and our bodies. And, 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 and when I hear people say that they don't have that time, uh, I think it's really sad because there are now, there's now wonderful research to show that you need a certain amount of discipline, you need a certain amount of exercise, certain diet. And what, unfortunately what happens is sometimes we get so busy, and I've seen this in a number of entrepreneurs, I'll say even, who on paper – seem, you know, really great resume, but they come in and they feel very unfulfilled, very unhappy. And I give several examples in that book, The Power of Resilience, of very successful people on one hand, and yet on another hand, are not very successful. So when you ask the question, for me, it's finding the time works for me when I, uh, when I can do writing and also finding the time to have that balanced life, including exercise every day. Leading a Balanced Life. Could not agree more. And Bob, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? It's, it's interesting. I really haven't used it as much. See, now after this interview, I, I will probably have to find one, even though Rich, of course, all the time tells me about things. 
Oh, I can at my level. I can say I don't know what I did before Google. I mean, uh, you know, in terms of finding <laughs> research. So it's not necessarily that I, 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 I really uh, don't. I, I know that you mentioned one, and Rich has mentioned things. So you're going to now really prompt me or motivate me to uh, start probably using more of these resources. Wonderful. Well, they can really help with a balanced life. Believe me, I utilize multiple on a daily basis. And Fire Nation, all the links that we're talking about today with Bob's book, his website, it's all going to be hanging out at eofire.com slash Bob Brooks. And Bob, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, and The Power of Resilience is already going to be on the show notes page, highly recommended. What other book would you recommend? One of my favorite books on motivation is Daniel Pink's book called Drive, D-R-I-V-E. It's, it really gets you to think about intrinsic motivation. In terms of leadership, I love Daniel Goleman, G-O-L-E-M-A-N's work on emotional intelligence. One book is emotional intelligence, but it's one on leadership called Primal Leadership. Really looks at what are the characteristics of successful leaders not in terms of their IQ, but what he calls their emotional intelligence or EQ. And then something that's going to sound very different. One of my favorite books is a book by a a psychiatrist and a Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl, F-R-A-N-K-L, called Man's Search for Meaning. And the first half is about his experience in the concentration camps. And the second half is about a form of therapy he developed, but anyone could read and really relate to. And I was very moved by his work because he has also the philosophy, terrible things can happen to you, like being in a concentration camp. But he talks about even in a concentration camp, the Nazis could take away everything from you, but the last of the human freedoms, and that is to choose your attitude. And he tells examples of people who are almost star- who are starving but yet gave away their food to someone who's, who was even more hungry than they were. So that's more a book about what brings meaning to our lives. So among those different books altogether uh, is a lot of the work I do. Wow. Those are some incredible books. I love Drive by Dan Pink. We've actually just recently had him on Entrepreneur on Fire to talk about his new book, Selling is Human, which is another powerful novel as well. So Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you want the audio version of any of these books for free and you haven't already done so, go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So Bob, I have just so enjoyed chatting with you today. I love the fact that we have the connection through Rich because I know that we're going to continue to stay in touch and see each other at Agents of Change. And if you're ever speaking in Southern California, make sure to let me know because I will make a trip to make sure to catch that chat. And I would just love for you to give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Well, the best way to find me would be, of course, through my website, I would say. See, Rich was right. Websites were going to be big. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, uh, there. And what I really hope from this interview, and you're just, it's just great. uh, You know, I I just so enjoyed being interviewed by you. Thank you. What I always ask people is just to really reflect on these ideas. I mean, that's what my books are. Like, you know, Power of Resilience, there's a whole appendix of different questions one can ask themselves. And it really is to 
just to focus on, think about what are the things we do have control over and what is our attitude. And again, I would like to leave with this. I, I say to my book, we're the authors of our own lives. We have far more control over our attitudes and approach to life than many of us even realize or give ourselves credit for. And the whole sense of what I call personal control is what really brings meaning to our life and really helps people to take risks and become those entrepreneurs on fire. I almost wanted to cut the interview right off there when you said entrepreneurs on fire, because what better way to end this interview than with that? But I do just have to cut in here and honestly thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. A community where fellow podcasters can exchange reviews, ideas, and the latest tips and tactics. An ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials going over everything from editing to sponsorships to iTunes SEO. Private webinars where industry experts share their tips and tactics. Where is this wonderful place, you might ask? Podcastersparadise.com is the answer. Head on over there today to find out more. That's podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 